0: M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas.
1: It was like viewing another species on another planet.
0: This is M.
1: I don't blame them if they don't feel safe. We're crossing lines. We are not. It's all we've got in lockdown. I am becoming you. It's like you possess possessed me. <laughs> I want to implement a safe word for my family. And I'll just shout at them, banana, banana. You're in M. Tick, 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 tick my box. Good morning, everyone. Ah. Uh, Hello. This is the second time I've done this. I'm so tired. I've had a collective four-hour sleep over the last... Two nights, and I was trying to do this slick intro and get you all to become emcelators, which is hardcore fans of this podcast. If you want to become one, just go to my website.com.au. Oh my God, I can't even say my website, guys. I'm going to keep pushing on. I can't do another recording. I'm so tired. mraciano.com is where you'll find all that information. Also, the hoodies are back on sale until tomorrow lunchtime. So if you want to get a Rage and Rainbows hoodie, this is the last time we'll be doing them. You keep selling me out. You're so thirsty for them. I love it. Um, I'm not getting any sleep because Elio is teething and like it feels like all his teeth are coming at once like like there's just this assault happening on his poor little mouth and I was on Saturday night I was sitting just holding him and he projectile spewed everywhere all over me like it was biblical it was apocalyptic I thought his head was going to start spinning and it just went everywhere and so we cleaned it all up and then I sat him back down again, and then he went a second time, and I don't know what the, where the reserves of the second spew came from, but then it was just all over me again, and I said to Scott, I'm just going to sleep in it. I don't even care. I don't, and so Scott was like, no, we have to clean you up. I said, no, leave the spew. He's probably going to go again, and he did go again three times a charm. It came out his little nose. Oh my God, it was so hectic. I forgot about the project I was because it's been so long since I've had a baby in my house. I forgot how visceral and violent it is. It was just, oh my God, it was so awful and the poor little thing. And then we finally cleaned it all up and went to bed. And of course he just wanted to sleep across my neck. You know, when your kid just has to have their head. I think if he could have crawled into my skin, he would have just wrapped me up in a little skin suit. And if I moved him at all, if I dared move him an inch, he uh, would just scream. So I lay there till 4 a.m. both nights. I was up till 4 last night with him. And, like, I was laughing about it before, but it is, like, a big night out but without any of the fun. But my big nights out did used to end in spew and crying, and that is exactly what I've gone through the last two nights. So, it's okay. And then this morning, I'm coming to you from the side of the road. (laughs) I'm tethering off my iPhone. People driving past are looking at me like, I don't know, I'm some kind of lunatic. I'm talking into my little microphone because the people next door decided to wood chip some trees. And I said to Scott this morning... Oh God! I wish they could have given us some notice. It's so loud. He goes, "Oh yeah, they told me on Friday. I just forgot." God, what? You don't think he could have maybe remembered that Monday morning we've got something on? He goes, "Yeah, I just forgot." I go, That's fine, Scott. It's fine. No worries. But how was your mother's day? Mine was nice. I got breakfast in bed, which is the height of like treat for me. I love, I love, if I could do everything for my bed, I would. My bed is my safe space, except when it's covered in spew, but even then. And I just, I lay there the, and Marcella set an alarm and she got up early and she bought me in some beautiful breakfast. And then Odette had spent the day before making me a cake. I'd been banned from the kitchen, which was fine by me. And um, Scott got me some hand cream. What's with hand cream in people our age? I mean, I assume a lot of you listening are between, say, 35 and 50. Why do they think we need hand cream? I got hand cream from Marcella and I got hand cream from Scott. And I said to them, are you try to tell me something? Why do people think middle-aged women want hand cream? I don't want it. I don't ever think to myself and I go, geez, I wish, jeez, I'm running low on hand cream. I won't be running low on hand cream until 2057, you guys. And look, I hope whatever Mother's Day means to you, you, you somehow had a, a nice time or a nice memory and not all mums are, you know, traditional mums. Some people identify as mums or they've taken on other kids or maybe you're a mother of a dog. But for me, Mother's Day is just about celebrating caregivers, you know, because often that's the case. Look, today um, we're going to be tackling some, look, we're going to be tackling Adele. Michael's about to arrive and the reaction to her weight loss. By the world has really got to me. <laughs> what a surprise. So we're going to be talking about that. And also we're going to be doing a lot of Disney talk. So I warn you, if you're not a Disney fan, the Michael section could be hard work, but maybe you'll learn some things. And also Scotty got a great, great message from one of you guys about um, having the confidence to go for that promotion at work. And it was such a – his little eyes lit up when he heard your little message. So hopefully that's helpful. I'm going to take a picture just so you understand that I'm definitely coming to you live from the car. This thing is raw and real just as I am. Uh, so we better kick in get going. And, um, you know, if there's noises, if there's trucks honking, just it's just part of the ambiance, guys. It'll be fine. All right. Let's get Michael in. M.
0: Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. All right,
1: we're welcoming... Oof. All right, we're welcoming him here. I can't say welcoming Oh, my God, welcoming. Michael, I can't You're say You're adding some
2: syllables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which Marcy is the done. story of
1: my life. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, as I've told everyone, and I'm telling you now, I am sitting on the side of the road, tethering off my phone. Anything could happen. You will hear incidental buses and car noise, so we're all just dealing with that, Okay. <laughs>
2: Do you have vomit caked in your hair?
1: Oh, stop it. I can't. Oh, no, it's a genuine out. concern. Yes, like, I've got, all I can smell is sour milk. Like, it's it's oh. like it's seeped into my soul. I don't understand. But, well, look, look, I'm feeling today is going to be, oh, it's. I'm feeling very brittle today and I have to say one of the things that set me off is something we've waited to talk about because we knew there'd be backlash to the backlash to the backlash of the backlash and also (laughs) because our podcast didn't record till today. I've been thinking about this a lot and when I'm up at 3am holding LEO, I found myself seething about people's reaction to Adele's weight loss. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's the big topics. I it's just, a worthy cause. I mean, why does Adele's size matter so much to so many people?
2: Well, did you see in the UK it knocked the pandemic off the front page? Like they had 30,000 deaths past that day and yet Adele being thin was the front page on, on almost just, all the newspapers.
1: It's everywhere. It's astonishing. I don't even think Adele anticipated it. I think she thought she'd slip it out there during the pandemic and no one would notice. Don't you think she thought she Oh,
2: yeah. Well, k- kudos for her as well for not doing the big elaborate, you know, spread in some sort of magazine, the sit-down interview nah. talking about it at all. It was just a humble, it's my birthday, here's a picture yeah. of me, thanks, guys. And yet It's still a yearly absolute- post. World stopped. World stopped. It's good to know <laughs> yeah. that despite the fact that we're in a completely unprecedented global life and death situation, we can still creepily obsess over a 32-year-old's weight.
1: But that's the whole thing. Like, you would think with everything that's been going on, some perspective may have been gained by some people, but it's just like you cannot quench the thirst of people's views and opinions on, and policing a woman's body. And for me, for Adele, it's reducing her down to just her size and not her amazing ability and that's what pisses me off the most is that Adele is the way she looks, not her talent. And, and and someone as good as Adele is even being reduced to that. It just makes me
2: wild, Michael. But there was there was this strange aspect to it as well. I mean, Adele. I mean, she's so beloved. She's so beloved in a way that I don't think there's very many people in culture. I was trying to think about who is is Dolly universally Parton. beloved. Yeah, jolly. That's a good example. And I also thought Olivia Colman, weirdly, although not as famous, not as nearly as famous. Your grandmother loves her. Your kids love her. Everyone just loves Adele. And it's the voice and it's also the persona in the interviews and the way she chats and, the you know, the banter and the concerts. And we're just so on board. And you were a very early Adele adopter, I have to give you credit.
1: I had a, a ripped-off early CD version of of um, 19. I, I loved her. But I didn't love her because of how she looked. I loved her because of how talented a musician she is. And the thing is, like, I went and stupidly delved into some of the online comments and promptly lost (sighs) all faith in humanity, let me just tell you right now. People (laughs) accused her of having surgery. They said that she'd just pile it all back on. They said she was – this was the one – she was letting plus-sized women all over the world down. Oh, my God. And (laughs) um, they said she looks strange and weird. with the other one, she looks weird. She looks so weird. It doesn't look like her. And I I just, I was getting more and more cross with this. And I want to say, if you're listening now, you know, I don't want to upset anyone, but if you had some kind of triggering reaction to Adele losing weight, I'm sorry, but that's on you. That's not an Adele problem. That's a you problem.
2: (laughs) The the only good spin, and I'm I'm, I'm really, it's not a good spin, but the only positive way I can think of it, sort of, is that do you remember in the 90s when Oprah lost all that weight? Like she did the dramatic reveal on the show. And back then, every, like the universal reaction was, oh, good job, Oprah. Well done. You look amazing. You look amazing. What diet did you have? Amazing, amazing. There was this oh, weird Oh, we all element. want to see the
1: diet, don't we? Where everyone like, watch how she done it. What's her secret? Everyone's, yeah, and Oprah was everyone's only everyone's so frothy.
2: willing to devote months <laughs> of content to it. But with Adele, there was this weird element that crept in of people saying a good spin of, of what they were saying was, um, but she was perfect the way she was. And I can't remember another time when a weight loss has been revealed where it hasn't just been, oh, nailed it, nailed it. And 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 so on one hand, yes, is it completely creepy and judgmental that people feel they have a right to have an opinion? Yes. But also is, it maybe was a testament to how beloved she was exactly as she was prior to that. Yeah, but I'm they're still reducing it.
1: her to her size. Like that's what gets totally. me. And, well, and it's also so because much- she's not
2: there's no other content as well. Like there's no album, there's no there's all we've got is her Instagram feeds at the moment. So Adele wise well, that's that's the only things.
1: But also I listening mean, to she's- her
2: old albums in the bath crying, which is something we both do regularly. 100%, all the if not dying. crying and masturbating. anyway. Oh continue. well I've
1: done that. Definitely. That got me through one of my separations. Where would we be without Adele? Crying masturbate too. Obviously, we don't want to congratulate women, you know, and lord them as being a success in life because of the way they look, right? That goes without saying. We And there is that kind of gross aspect around how good J-Lo looks at 50. And I'm firmly split with, oh, my God, she looks amazing, with let's not congratulate a woman for just how she looks. Let's also look at her achievements or not look at her looks at all. But for me, there is so much shame to wade through as a woman as it is. Do you know what I mean? That I just feel like if we're now going to add weight loss shaming to the shit heap everyone can just go eat a bag of dicks I'm done do you know what I mean like if we are now weight loss shaming people what has happened there to is you guys there
2: is no way to win it's lose-lose <laughs>
1: So I just feel like I have of outrage to the outrage about the outrage of the outrage. And guys, don't bother adding me about Adele, okay? Like I just we don't have just talk talked about it, it
2: for ten minutes straight, but we don't <laughs> want to talk about it. All
1: right, I'm done now. So it's post. <laughs> until the album comes out, and then there will be a visceral dissection of every song oh, she's written about the ex husband the and divorce you know it.
2: album. Oh.
1: <laughs> and it's meant to
2: be a dance album as well. Have you heard that?
1: I feel like she's, she's just a- messing with people. I don't think that's true. Oh,
2: really? I believe it.
1: Right. Oh, no. I've been, pitting, been hoping for four years for I don't think divorce so. album. I feel like there's more chance it's going to be death metal of his divorce album, and I would be on board for that. Speaking of controversial topics, though, I stupidly thought I could casually post my top ten Disney songs as a bit of fun on Friday night on my Instagram. Um, no. No, that <laughs> did not go by unnoticed. And people are as passionate, I can confirm, about Disney songs as they are about Adele's weight loss. Because apparently my top ten was Tres Controversial. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you all know my top ten if you missed my Instagram post. I mean, I assume you all see everything I post all the time, but whatever. Michael, because of copyright and Disney being very litigious. Oh, um, I have to sing singing, it? You'll sing the okay. chorus um, <laughs> of each And
2: song. you'll be faded down. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: No, Here we yeah. go, oh, wait, so number 10, no, no, you just do it because your singing is way more entertaining than mine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when this start, when I get a record deal out of this, Em, you are going to feel so Definitely. embarrassed.
1: <laughs> Definitely people are still giving record deals out. Here we go. <laughs> number 10, be our guest, Beauty and the Beast. Oh,
2: be our guest, be our guest, put our service to the test. There you go. Is that enough? I love
1: the French accent. No, that's enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nine, shiny Moana.
2: Oh, no. Look, okay. I, nah, I've, I'm i so sorry. I, don't, I'm not as, I know how far I'll go. I don't know shiny. I'm sorry. You're going to have to I'd do it. I'd rather
1: be shiny like the jewels around a wealthy woman's neck. It's amazing. It's the guy from Fly of the mm. Concords and it is, yep. he's, Jemaine. Tamatoa is the, the sparkly, bedazzled crab. It's the a niche best choice. Disney I support crab. it. <laughs> it mm. was. Okay. Mm. Number eight, Almost There, The Princess and the Frog.
2: Oh no, Jesus. Well, you're choosing all these obscure ones. I'm ashamed of myself. I don't know it. I don't know it. I don't know what? Princess and the Frog that well. I know. I'm sorry.
1: Go, <gasps> you go. Well, I'm Just almost there. I'm almost there. Oh, it's such so a good creepy. song. It's really good. Okay, number seven, Be Prepared, The Lion King.
2: The chorus of that is just, be prepared. That's it.
1: (laughs) That's enough. (laughs) Six, Let It Go, Frozen. Let it go, let it go. What are the lyrics?
2: Through through the rain and shine, let it go. I don't know. Oh, my God. You are. I'm really, terrible. I'm this is terrible. I'm okay. one
1: with the wind and sky. Come on, all okay, right, Sorry. Circle of Life, number five. Oh, thank King. God,
2: thank God. It's the
1: circle of life. Yep. <laughs> I can hear it echoing number on f- your side. Terrifying. <laughs> number four, Into the Unknown, Frozen 2. Oh, Into the
2: Unknown. I mostly know that because you sing it walking around my house so much. You enter the door and I
1: just hear Into the Unknown. It's my favorite. I love it so much. Into the Stunning. Uh, (laughs) Number three, a Whole New World. Aladdin.
2: I can show you the world. Oh, you want the chorus. I could do the whole song. (laughs) A whole new world. A new fantastic point of view. Yeah. Wow. There we go. Really? I feel like (laughs) I'm quite
1: tone-deaf. Number two, part of their world, (laughs) The Little Mermaid.
2: Oh. Again, one that I could sing every lyric. Um, uh,
1: <laughs> up where they walk, up where they run,
2: up where they
1: <laughs> stay, stay all, day, all day, in day in the sun, in the sun. Yep.
2: wandering mm. free. Wish I could be mm. part I love of your world.
1: world. Now, you can tell this yeah. podcast is ours because it's descended into us singing Disney songs. <laughs> This would never have made it on the commercial radio. Number one, though, which proved the most controversial, was Poor Unfortunate Souls, The Little Mermaid, as performed by Ursula. I can do this one. Okay. i admit that in the past I've been a nasty... <laughs> Poor, unfortunate souls in pain, in need. Oh my God, Ursula is my favorite Disney character of all time. Like, and I've not made any you're about to that. Sing I've never hidden this one, longing
2: to be thinner. That one wants to get the girl, which is a, a total callback, <laughs> segue back to the initial topic. Anyway, and Thank yet you people so much. complained.
1: Yeah, people complained about mainly me supporting The Little Mermaid as a whole in a storyline. Like they said, that's a really bad um, example to set your daughters. That movie's terrible. It says you've got to change everything about yourself to get a man. And I more see it as a cautionary tale. I also admit I only ever focused on Ursula. I didn't pay much attention to what was going on with Ariel and Eric. But I do say it's a cautionary tale. It's, it's the Megan Markle tale. It is don't give up your family and friends for a bit of royal pain or you'll lose your voice. And I think.
2: I think Meghan if- Markle might have done an okay job giving up most of that family, to be honest, <laughs> and most of his family. I think mean, that's True. okay.
1: That has worked out well. She's done better than Ariel, I think. But I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's like someone said it's not feminist of me to love The Little Mermaid. Oh, f-
2: but look, I don't disagree. I mean, I wouldn't class it as a top piece of feminist literature. I mean,. <laughs> I think it is pretty terrible, but so is Greece and so's half the things. Look, I mean, there's so many things that we grew up with that are absolutely morally and ethically and in terms mm-hmm. of all kinds of values, reprehensible, but excellent songs. And, I um, know, that's where I, I know. And then... a bit because you, your daughters, you, they grew up with it. They, it was drummed into them from an early mm-hmm. age and they realise mm-hmm. that the, the gender stereotypes there are absolute bullshit. But that, yes. I think you, you can't you teach people to sort of decode. You'd have to teach people to pull yeah. apart. That stuff,
1: and I think it's important because society still deems marriage as the final end goal for women, as the, as the mm. final point of success that you've tricked a man into marrying you. So I think, you know, all of the Disney early tales of the princesses, that did seem to be the end goal for a lot of the women, and then they got woke, thank God. And, you know, mm. you've got things like Frozen now where the greatest love of all is between sisters, not a man and a woman. But I just feel like little movement is an important part of that educational journey, and let's not besmirch some of the greatest songs ever written because, unfortunately, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) their heroine is lusting after a bit of royal dick. Do you know what I mean?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if they'll change the ending in any way for the remake. Nah. Oh, they've got to commit, you reckon? Yeah, when when we doesn't allow it. Snow White was seen as the, I I remember because she was all about, I'll I'll wash and sew and sweep and cook, and everyone acted as though she was, you know, the worst Mm. possible. And and at that stage we thought (laughs) Ariel and Belle were progressive. <laughs> and let's just say thirty years on, not so much. And I'm sure oh. in another thirty years we're gonna look at Frozen and going, hang on a second. They thought that was I mean, look at the dimensions on the bodies of those princesses. <laughs> There's no way that that's a progressive.
1: But I don't know. As long as you give people anyone. the
2: tools to understand it, you know, on two yes. levels. Enjoy it, but also yes. realize, yeah, this is this is a terrible message. <laughs>
1: All right, we better go. We've banged on for long enough about Disney and Adele, two of my favourite topics. I will chat to you on Thursday. What are you doing today? Have you got important meetings for five bedrooms?
2: I do, in fact. I have a meeting at 10am with the director. Thank you. Thank you for asking. (laughs)
1: Fine. And we do. We didn't get to debrief about the reaction to your last week's podcast about how you killed Patrick on Offspring. We do probably at some point need to do a debrief on that. And then the Wentworth people came for you also because you killed off one of their beloved characters as well, which I forgot.
2: I did. To... I am a serial killer in TV terms. <laughs> yes, we can talk about that.
1: too. Amazing. All right, you go have your very important TV meeting. I'm going to oh, drive thank you. home. <laughs> That's so sad. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: See ya, Bye. This is Emsolation.
1: All right. Well, I've driven home. I've picked Scott up. We've had two fights, which is part of the course, and we're back now sitting on the side of the road. <laughs> I'm so stressed, Scott.
0: It tends to be the case when you don't get any sleep for about four nights because the little <laughs> bloke's been hectic.
1: And I also feel like I'm already thinking, oh, the pod's not of usual standard today because I'm so tired and scattered and on the side of the road. But I hope that people hear it and go, oh, that's okay. My life is a bit like that.
0: Yeah, but in 10 years when you've done 2 million of these, this is just going to be a little,
1: you know, whatever it is. I don't know if that stacks up mathematically, but we'll push on. Now, we got a great message today. And, of course, if you want Super Coach Scotty's help, it's hello at emraciano.com. And just record yourself – Like Liz did. Hi, Scotty. My name is Liz. I'm 37. I'm from Melbourne. I've got a work question for you. I always crap on to my co-workers in a fun way, like, oh, I'm so good. (laughs) Ha ha. Yes, I am amazing. I do have the opportunity, however, to qualify as a more senior role, which involves me writing down my achievements and then having an interview with HR to talk about them. And I'm so nervous and anxious about it. I could have applied last year, but I let the, you know, date slip by because I was just nervous about it. And now this year it's coming up again and I really want to apply for it because I think I am. I know I'm good enough for it, but I'm so nervous about talking about it in a serious way. Scotty, please help. I love that one. It's great, and it's in the pocket of what you normally do in your job, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. There's um, obviously work takes up a big part of our lives, so people want to want to be good at it, want to get satisfaction and fulfilment from it. So, yeah.
1: Why do you think Liz is afraid to invest herself in progressing her career? Well,
0: I, what I heard was that internally she believes that she is good enough to to go to the next level of her career, but it's what happens when it has to be stated publicly so in front of the HR um, department to do the job interview. She believes it personally, but at this point in time, perhaps she's not prepared to declare it publicly. First thing I'll be looking at with this is, okay, what's the specific goal here? And and you might say, oh, to get the job. No, that's 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 the end goal, but what, what are you going to focus on that gives you the best chance to get that? And I don't know, we, you'd have to work this through with Liz, but it'd be something about being able to present yourself in the way that you feel is true to yourself and is authentic. And when we're talking about authentic here, it's about not um, selling yourself short, essentially. It's about showing showing the people what you believe is inside of you and your capabilities to do the job.
1: And what do you think her underlying concerns are? Well, if
0: you, I, I, I thought about this for myself, and this is just one way of thinking, of course, I can't reach into anyone else's brain until we have a good chat, but if you think about why would I hold, why would I have this thing where I believe I'm good enough, but then I don't, I, I'm not comfortable in saying that to others. There's some sort of concern, isn't there? There's some sort of fear. And and then maybe, well, what is that fear? Well, what might happen if I say that to others? What am, what am I fearful that might happen? And maybe, I don't know, this is just me drawing a long bow here, but maybe, there 's a concern that if I stand behind my accomplishments and my capabilities and my ambitions, and this is why I, I can do this job and this is why this is my track record is there a concern there that people won 't believe her or they 'll you know so called laugh at her does she is she concerned about being humiliated or even shame or 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 is she concerned that they might think Oh, who does this um, lady think she is? Who does she think she is? Does she think she's better than us, or better than she really is? So, is there a concern of actually social ostrac- ostracism, being
1: ostracised? Is the word? Sorry, I've struggled to speak today, so I'll yeah. don't even worry about it. So, how can she change the mindset? So, I mean, we're all we're always scared of our peers thinking that you know, oh, who does she think she is? She thinks she's better than she is. Da 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 da. And it's tough when you work. Sounds like she works in a team and you know, she she says she has a social environment around her and she chats, chats. How can she, the next time it rolls around, completely reverse the way she's viewing the situation so that it enables her to have the confidence to actually go for what she knows she can get?
0: There's two concerns here, isn't there? There's the concern about what might happen if she does declare herself publicly. Mm-hmm. There's that concern about and how, however true that might be, however likely that might be. And the second concern is, or the concern about me not um, exploring and fulfilling my potential. So you, at one point you might you might go, well, what's more important to me? Is it more important to, for me to stay small and safe or is it more important for me to grow and and there may be some sticky points along the way, some uncomfortable points, or there might not at all. That's that part.
1: So what's she going to do? I want some practical advice right now. I want, you to t- I want you to give her a tool to put in her belt – She's going to hear this and go right. I'm in. What's she going to do? You're Liz. The job interviews on right. May the thirtieth. What are you doing, Liz? Well, she just um... Liz sounds manly. Put the, put on a voice. Now I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, the TV, better. I was going to make him talk like a woman. I wouldn't. What would a woman sound like if you talk like a woman, though? Just give me a little bit of Scott woman. He's laughing at me. All right. What's she going to do?
0: I think uh, there needs to be almost a bit of a flip the script. So, work out what is that statement that you're telling yourself? All right. And then, and then flip it. So, if you might be saying, Yeah, really, deep down, I'm really worried that they're not going to believe me just say that. Okay. So then, okay, well, what's the script that you need to be listening to, telling yourself that's going to give you the best chance for you to speak comfortably and confidently with those people. So flip the script and then you got to practice that too. You got to practice speaking and being in a way. So, so you got to keep trying on the coat until the coat feels comfortable and it feels like it's you. All right. So there's, when you're confronting fears and concerns, there's, you know, two ways of uh, looking at it. You can either wade into it bit by bit or you can throw yourself in the deep end. What approach do you?
1: I bomb into the deep end.
0: Right, and so so there's so there's there's your two ways. So if it's if it's a waiting in approach, then you need to um, do it at home speak you know it was almost like you're doing a mock interview speaking into the mirror recording yourself audio or video so you can get the feedback as well that that's really helpful not with judgment just more like okay what am I noticing here what's going well what what do I need to to do differently and then you might even do it with say friends or family or even but also where she said at the start it was interesting I always crap on telling my co-workers how good I am so she feel the need that it's just crapping on Mm. she's got to do it with conviction
1: but I also think something you won't appreciate because you're top of the totem pole being a straight white male is that women often feel they have to apologize for wanting to take up space, you know, for wanting to project themselves and for wanting to be assertive. And that's years and years of social conditioning. And it's something I've come across a lot, especially the last show I did with Raging Rainbow is so much feedback saying, yes, I am afraid to put myself out there and I don't want to be seen to be making too much noise. So, I just noticed a lot of her language sounded like she was apologizing for being competent and talented at her job and almost felt like she had to keep herself smaller in fear of stepping outside and drawing attention to herself. So I just want to encourage you from my non-qualified perspective to draw attention to yourself. There is nothing wrong with wanting to take up your space in the world and you don't have to apologize for that. And I think women have been told over many years that that's an undesirable trade and that we shouldn't be doing those type of things, that we should be making the people around us comfortable, and I think that's wrong. So, Liz, I totally encourage you to go for that job. Scotty's giving you the practical tools. I know he's going to have a wrap-up. But don't ever apologize or make yourself smaller for taking up space in the world. You take up all the space you need to, to be your absolute best. Oh, my God. How good was that? Never no, that that's was really good. good. That was good, right? I mean, that was just me riffing on the side of the road as cars drive past me. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Okay, yeah, you, you got a wrap.
0: That was really good and very true. So, again, I'll go back to two things. Um, what's more important to you? Is it more important for you to um, stay safe and small and so that there's no chance that people might think of things of you, and mm-hmm. which you don't even know if they're going to do that anyway? Mm-hmm. Or is it more important for you to explore your potential professionally mm-hmm. and grow and accept that there might be some risks perceived or actual along the way? Mm-hmm. So there's that thing. And then lastly... What about this for an idea? You know, she says, I always crap on jokingly about how good I am with my co-workers. Well, I wonder if your co-workers have already worked out what's going on for you anyway. They already know what you're doing and they just sort of smile and go along with it. Maybe they've already worked or they don't even care anyway. I encourage you to let your true true aspirations out. Let your true self out and go for it. And obviously you can train and prepare that so it doesn't. it's not risky.
1: Yeah. Well this good Liz, hopefully I'd love to hear from you if you go for that job and how you go and hopefully it's helped some other people listening who are kind of feeling a bit stuck and not sure whether they're good enough to go for that next thing. Of course you are. And if you don't get it, if the worst happens and you you don't get it, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. That just means you didn't you didn't get that thing that time. But you could do something again, you could go for it again or you could do something different. Um, thanks Scotty. I'm still feeling so rattled, man. Like it's this is not ideal. Sleep is the key. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm just, oh, it's fine. Guys, thank you so much. You know, if you're listening now, you can hear my voice. If you've got a toddler, you know. And it's also when your kids are sick and it's just like, he's so precious. He's my little prince. My little prince, Scott. He's my precious little prince. Why are you screwing his face up at that? Our prince. No, my prince. I grew him in my body. Okay. Guys, thank you so much for listening to m If you want to become an m go to my website, mrussiano.com. All the details are there. Just click on the listen section. We love all our members. Hello to you if you are one. Um, also, thanks to HelloFresh. Oh, my gosh. First sponsor. How exciting. We'll be back on Thursday. You know what I'd love for you guys to do? If you've listened to today's podcast and thought, geez, that was good. I mean, maybe today's was a bit rough. No, it's fine. I'm apologizing for taking up space. Can you recommend us the three friends? Can you copy the link and send it to a mate who you think needs a little bit of insulation in their life? Okay. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing who you bring into the crew. Have a great Tuesday, and we'll hear from you on Thursday. Bye now from the side of the road. <laughs> a podcast one
0: production.